Hi, this is Larry Wilson, and this is How to Talk to Humans. This is the podcast that shows you how to improve your communication skills. Are you looking to get a better job? Are you looking to find a relationship? Are you trying to do things in your life that have frustrated you and eluded you so far? I can show you so easily how to change that. Now, I can only do it with humans. If you're looking to deal with vampires or zombies, extraterrestrials, this is not the show for you. But if you're really looking to improve your communication skills, I can show you what I've learned from 40 years in show business working with the biggest celebrities and superstars in the world, and their secrets are unbelievable. What I'm going to be teaching you during the course of this podcast every week are tools that you can use to communicate toward success. Hi, this is Larry Wilson. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of How to Talk to Humans. In this particular episode, I want to recount something someone told me long ago. Very smart guy said to me, it's hard to grow, but it's harder not to grow. And this has proven to be the case that I've seen in my life and in my experience with me, with the people around me, with businesses around me. I guess it's our nature, you know, they say nobody likes change except a wet baby, that it's hard. It's hard to change things, and growth invariably requires change. I'm also reminded of a science teacher I had in a summer school many, many years ago who said to us, we must be willing to change our beliefs, but we must not change our beliefs wantonly. And I thought that was good advice too. There are some people who are so quick when they see the value of changing their beliefs that they'll change them the way some people change their clothes. And I think that may not serve you as well. But if your goal is really to continually be improving yourself, and perhaps for some of you listening, that is not your goal. Perhaps some of you would like to see what's on Netflix and hand me another beer. It's not me. I, I don't begrudge you that point of view, if that's how you feel, but I have a sneaking suspicion that people who live long do so because they're engaged with life and they're interested in things in life. They're interested in learning about things they don't know about. They're interested in refining skills and knowledge that they already possess. I think those people are the ones who live, well, my, 
My goal right now is to 150. We'll see. So far, I'm doing really good at this. I'm hoping that uh, I can continue in that vein. But I think we've all met people who you sense they had just checked out. They might still be nice. They might be really friendly, fun people. But you don't feel like they're engaged anymore. And it really could be people of any age. It's more likely to be an older person. But I've met young people who seem to embody that, which is disturbing. Uh, I think when you're younger is a time for you to really be excited about all these new things and new experiences. But of course, everyone has their own life to live. Uh, Sounds like some kind of soap opera, doesn't it? In fact, the people who I've uh, encountered through Wilson Method training are always the people who want to be more. They want to get more out of their life. And obviously that's different for different people. For some people, I think what they really wanted was a relationship a close relationship with someone who they could uh, feel strong feelings of love with. There are other people who I know absolutely what they wanted was to make their business, what they were engaged in, more successful, to make more money. And that's equally valid. There's other people who I know didn't have a business, but had great ambition. And they saw that their ability to communicate clearly on a master level was perhaps more important than the actual product that they were going to be a product or service, I guess, they were going to be providing to the general public. And that's where they wanted to have that set of skills that whatever it was they decided to pursue, they were going to be able to communicate clearly in a way that made other people want to invest in them. And this may speak to the real heart of Wilson Method training. I know I've said this in other places, but sometimes I've had people approach me a specifically about uh, two-day boot camp, Wilson Method Training. I limit that to just 10 people, and I ask people who are interested to apply online. There's a tab on the website under a two-day boot camp. They can click, and it doesn't cost anything. They can apply, and there's just a few questions I want to ask and find out from you. But it gives me a good idea of what your goals really are and where you're coming from. Sometimes I've encountered people who I've had to turn away because I sense that they were really hoping for magic dust. And I I don't provide magic dust. Now, I, some people are are thinking, I don't get what you mean by that. Well, They're hoping for some sort of magical experience that doesn't involve effort. 
effort doesn't mean it has to be painful. It doesn't mean it has to be onerous or unpleasant. But it does mean you have to take some kind of action. And that is the process of growing. And as I quoted at the beginning of this, it's hard, it's very hard to grow. It's always easier to remain in a state of stasis where you are right now. That's easiest. It doesn't mean it's best. It doesn't mean it will make you happiest. It doesn't mean it's the most desirable. It just means it's easiest to do nothing. But as I mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast, it is harder not to grow. Because I, I suspect that's our natural inclination to be always improving, evolving, expanding, developing, growing. And when you stop that process, it calls into uh, question your purpose in life. And, and by necessity, suddenly you have to create a number of other strategies to justify not growing. I suspect all of you have known someone in your life who was expending a great deal of effort in not growing. It's painful. It's very painful. Uh, sometimes I think you see this, I'm trying to think of a good um, example. Sometimes you'll see this in people who uh, repeat a certain uh, pattern of behavior that has a very negative outcome for them, very unhappy outcome. The most uh, obvious example, I guess, is in uh, relationships. You know someone who uh, picks partners for romantic relationships that end in disaster. And it's uh, painful and it's uh, dreadful and all these other things. And then when they recover, they go out and find a new partner who's exactly the same. Now, they don't see it. They'll be the first one to go, oh, no, this new person, oh, my God, this new person is so great. They're so different. And, there's, and all the friends who are objectively looking at this are looking at each other going, does our friend not realize they're picking the same person? Now, uh, um, I've said here before, I think I've mentioned, I have a lot of friends who are in recovery from alcohol addiction or drug addiction. And I'll just say once again, I'm enormously impressed by how much work that requires to recover. Anybody who thinks it's just a matter of uh, willpower or something doesn't understand addiction well enough. I'm very grateful that I was not subject to that. But people near and dear to me, people who I love, I saw them struggling with this, and I know 
what enormous effort it takes to break free from that and recover. And I have the utmost respect for people who have taken that step. Those of you maybe listening who are in that process, of course, there is no finish line. It's not like uh, you reach a point where now you're recovered and everything. The reason they refer to themselves as in recovery is because it is an ongoing process that never ends. But what do you want out of this life? Do you want happiness or do you want suffering? There's suffering aplenty for those who are seeking it. And many of them are unconscious about their desires. They uh, think they're pursuing certain things, but everything always winds up with them in this dreadful situation. No one wants that. And if you want to be inspired, I would, uh, I don't, I hope I'm not saying things that are uh, out of school. I'm not sure what some of the rules and protocols are of people in 12 step recovery programs. But I find uh, when I've spoken to them, or uh, sometimes I've accompanied friends of mine for moral support to meetings, I found it enormously inspiring. It really was uplifting to see people who had been at the very lowest point you can be and did not give up. It's easy to say, yes, there may come a point when I want to give up, but not today. Uh, I sound like I'm uh, proselytizing. (laughs) For one of these programs, I I am not. I I think they're great if they work for you and if you get the benefit of them. God, I think that's fantastic. Anytime someone can fight their way back from what seems like a hopeless situation, now you're, you're looking at the most shining examples of the human condition. And I think if you look around you, some of you may not realize that there's people around you who are experiencing this. Sometimes they may say something, they may use an expression. They might say one day at a time, or uh, I, well, it's not my place to say, but there are other expressions they may use. And these are not just buzzwords. These aren't just... uh, Sometimes uh, I did a podcast the other day with a very, very smart woman named Nikki LaCroche. And her uh, podcast has a slightly off-color name, so I can't repeat it here. But if you if you were to look under podcasts for N-I-K-K-I, LaCroche, L-A-C-R-O-C-E, very smart woman. And... Uh, she was, uh, we we're talking about this, uh, this very kind of thing, how people frequently don't realize what it is they're after, what their goals are, and sometimes they work against themselves. And if 
you meet people who have been a, a suffering uh, with addiction of any kind and have managed to make the effort required to fight their way back to the land of the living, one of the things that they espouse, of course, is gratitude. And I think that may be a fundamental tenet of some of these 12-step programs because it's important to identify how much there is to live for, how many wonderful things there are to live for. I don't mean to suggest that uh, the only people who grow or need to grow are people suffering addiction. Uh, addiction. It simply struck me as a very clear example that you could identify immediately and say, oh yeah, that person. But it might be as simple as paying attention to things in your life that we have a tendency to let just slide by us. It might have to do with what we eat. It might have to do with who we hang out with, who our friends are. It might be what we do in our spare time. I, of course, uh, am a huge proponent of reading. I love to read, and I think of myself as a very good reader. I can read anything, anytime. I frequently reread books that I love that I think are well-written just for the joy of reading them. I've quoted uh, Shakespeare here before, and sometimes I'll read a passage from Shakespeare just to feel the words in my mouth and to think, how did this guy put these words together so beautifully? They're, they're poetry, but they're also clearly speaking a, a message, a direct... I mean, that may just be me. Or I guess it can't just be me, or it would have died out. No one would know who I was referring to as Shakespeare. But... There's so many things in this life worth living for. And you shouldn't be quick to dismiss the fact that it's hard not to grow. I hope that if you're listening to this, I have a bias, of course, towards communication skills. I think Everything worth having in this life begins with communication. But even if you don't share that point of view, I hope you'll give yourself credit to realize if you're struggling with something small or something large, that it is difficult to grow but much more difficult not to grow. And I can only say that I am inspired and impressed and respectful of 
anyone who takes that step in pursuit of growing. Thank you so much for listening. This has been How to Talk to Humans. I'm Larry Wilson. Next week, I have a completely different approach and a radical idea about ways that you can transform your life almost instantly. I look forward to talking with you about them then. This has been Larry Wilson. I want to thank you for spending this time with me, and I hope you found this information useful. If you're looking for more, you can find it at thewilsonmethod.com. There's a ton of stuff there. In fact, if you want, you can even speak to me because I'm human. Send me an email at info at wilsonmethod.com because I read every single one. I hope that you'll join us next week in this continuing journey and you'll be with me for the next episode of How to Talk to Humans. <laughs>